0: Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FHP Lawyers LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at FHPlawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams.
1: Welcome to another edition of FHP's Business Law Podcast. I'm here. My name is Clay Williams, as usual, here with Tanvir. Hi, Clay. So today we've got a little bit of a different podcast format, I guess. Uh, so this is our 10th show. Mm-hmm. You, we've been doing this, is our 10th yep. time. So we've actually got some continuity going here. Did
2: you think we weren't going to last as long?
1: Well, <laughs> you know, I'm, I did, but I don't know if you had the uh, bit of pessimism, but uh, you know, I'm an optimist. And I, I thought be <laughs> so for our 10th show, we thought we'd try something a little bit different. So with us today, is our marketing coordinator, the marketing coordinator for FHP Lawyers LLP, Mr. Ryan Waters. Welcome.
0: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me.
1: So many of you may recognize Ryan's voice uh, from being the host of the Kelowna Rockets, and he's had, you know, various uh, play-by-play or voiceovers. I guess what do you yep. ever call it? Play-by-play. Uh, that's good. With uh, the Kelowna Falcons and the Okanagan Suns, so he's a bit of a local personality. Uh, so today we thought. Uh, hey, we'd have Brian actually interview us.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, congratulations on your 10th show.
1: Thank you. Thanks.
0: I didn't think you'd make it.
1: <laughs>
0: but you're here. Well, that's great. And, and
1: so for the, Brian is actually the producer of the show. And mm-hmm. so he's the poor guy that actually has to put it all together at the end and make us sound, sound pretty good. <laughs> and I think he does a great job.
2: Yeah, you really do.
0: Well, thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. So sometimes at the end of the show, Tanvir and I wonder, boy, how's that going to sound? But uh, <laughs> boy, you sure made it sound uh, sound uh, like we know what we're doing.
0: Well, and that's the advantage of having hosts from FH&P. It's a larger law firm in the city. Um, so in your minds, does that give you an advantage to coming up with topics and and various things to say in a, in a podcast?
2: Yeah, I would say it does. I think that the benefit of FHMP is because we're bigger, that we do so many different types of law, so we can pick and choose um, what we want to talk about, but then we can also, it helps because we can overlap things that obviously our podcast is a business podcast, but I don't know if you remember we had Carrie on our podcast speaking sure. about HR. so. We have so many different things that we can overlap with that come straight out of the firm.
1: So just a bit of a plug for FH&P, many of you know we are a law firm of 25 lawyers, we've got a staff of 70 now, and we're in Mm -hmm. two locations, both in Kelowna and Penticton. So just being a larger firm uh, in the Kelowna market, in the Okanagan market, does allow us to draw in a lot of expertise. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is about business law. And the thing about business law is it's a very large area mm-hmm. because we've talked about the growth of your business, starting your business, moving the business through its various functions. Certainly, your business is gonna touch on just about every area of the
0: law. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about fh and and having it such a large firm, you're able to bring in some younger lawyers like yourself, Tanvir, you're only, what, a two-year call?
2: Yep, actually a three-year call okay. now as of the end of April, but I um, was called in 2019, articled all of 2018, so definitely younger. I think I'm probably one of the two youngest um, here at FH&P. It's good because I think just having younger lawyers brings a different perspective to the practice, not only just because we have that advantage in terms of clientele. I get a lot of clients that are probably younger than Clay's, maybe some, not all but definitely some that are younger than Clay. Um, the other advantage, I think, not just being younger, but speaking Punjabi it helps because um, I get so many clients that need that language um, assistance. So speaking a different language, being younger, and I, I think, especially with law, things change so often. So I know Clay has all the wisdom and has been practicing for so many years, but every year things change, every month things change. So having that fresh perspective helps.
0: I'm glad you said that because do you feel you're learning almost every day? Or
2: oh, for sure. And I think with a lot of different professions, um, lawyers have to keep up with their legal education. So we have to do a certain number of credits every year to keep up with things. And it, it doesn't even become a hassle at some point when you see so many things that are changing that you do need to learn about, um, like shareholders agreements, for example. There's webinars and CLEs that we keep up with because things are always changing. Things are evolving. There's cases that come out that'll change the way we draft or the questions that we ask. So you're definitely always learning every client was, is gonna pose a different scenario, so.
1: Yeah, and for me, you know, I really appreciated the law back in 1995, <laughs> and uh, I don't know why they had to change it. It was just fine. <laughs> it was just fine. <laughs> in a larger law firm like ours, yeah. uh, we are able to offer uh, lawyers with different levels of experience, and that also translates into different billable rates. And so we can uh, match the, uh, a client, a new client, or a new project with the, the, the appropriate skill level.
0: But the great thing is if it is a new client and a new or younger lawyer, they can because of FH&P's experience and, and the senior partners that they have here, the younger lawyer can come to folks like you, Clay, and, and get that expertise and get those answers.
1: That's absolutely right. And very often uh Tanvir and I will work on files together and uh, where we will actually uh, assign different tasks to different skill levels of lawyers. So I think being in a larger firm is, uh, also offers a, a price advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. So then why are you the hosts of the fh Business Law Podcast? How, how did it land on you guys?
2: I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
1: laughs> well, from my perspective, I just told Tanvir to show up one day. And, uh, I, I and thought it was did. a
2: one-time thing. I didn't realize I was committing to a continuous 10-episode podcast.
1: But thank you for continuing to show <laughs> up. It's been great.
2: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> and I think we're getting better at it. I think so. So at first, uh, it was difficult. Uh, I think just trying to gel a little bit and can talk about mm-hmm. and continue a conversation, but it seems a lot easier now. Yeah.
2: I think my thing too is figuring out what people want to know about because there's so much that we can talk about, but how do we make it sort of relative to the community that we have and to our listeners? Are we picking the topics that are going to you know, relate to people. Do they want to hear this? And I love client questions or listener questions because it helps us sort of figure out what's new and hot to talk about.
1: Yeah. And, and it's just nice having those listener questions because we, that means we know we have people listening. So keep them coming. Thank you very much.
0: And we have some, which we will get to a little bit later on in the show. Following up with that from show one, now here to show 10, is preparation
1: easier? You know, I I think that we still do need to prepare for the show. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we've done more recently is that we've brought guests onto the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, that gives a different perspective on the different areas of law. I think it's easier, I don't know about you Tanvir, because we're relying on them to provide us with, with information. Yeah,
2: I think it's also hard to prepare if you don't know exactly what that person is gonna say. So for example, with the insurance podcast we did, I was literally learning as we were learning from her what their perspective is and what is offered for insurance coverages and some of that stuff I had no idea. And so it's hard to just fully prepare for that, but I know that what we can do is give a platform to the things that are important. We know that's important. We know the accounting portion was important. so you can really only prepare so much
0: and that's the nice thing too with the relationships that you have in the city you can call upon these folks and you do behind the scenes mm-hmm. for clients you do call on accountants and insurance folks right
2: all the time yep accountants um, bankers financial advisors it we're always speaking to different individuals on files depending on what the file is and what the situation is
1: Yeah, a legal problem can be multifaceted Good word. and uh, <laughs> Very often, we are picking up the phone or emailing our our contacts, and yeah, uh, that's one of the advantages, I think, of being a local firm, too. Yeah, we've got these that those contacts within the industry.
2: Yeah, I think it also helps just being a we're not super small. I hate saying that Kelowna is a small community, but we're smaller, so it is easier sometimes to build those relationships. If I have a question about you know, how um, a certain bank does something or a client's been told that they can't have beneficiaries in a certain account. I have no problem picking up the phone and calling the branch manager because we're friends. And so you can easily have those conversations. So I like that. I'm not sure. that, sorry. And not that you can do that in a bigger city, but I just think right. that's what I like about Kelowna for sure.
0: But I'm sure clients to appreciate that, that oh, yeah. they can say, here's my issue. Go solve it. They don't have to continuously m- visit with other people.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually had a client once who he came to me through his, he was working with a coworker who had used our firm. And so he was like, I asked my coworker where he went for his purchase, and he said your name. So I was going to go with FHMP. And then I went to the bank to get a draft for my purchase. And then they're like, Oh, you're working with Tanford FHMP. And then he's like, you guys are great, but it's just so nice that everyone knows how good you guys are. <laughs> I was like... Is... <laughs>
1: that, that's a great story, yeah. though. Yeah. That's, and yeah. sometimes it just comes together like that, doesn't yeah. it?
0: And Clay, you've been in Kelowna for a little longer than ten Tanvir.
1: Oh, just a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: how yeah. have you seen business change from when you first started practicing to here in 2021, coming out of a pandemic? It must be miles apart, the differences.
1: Well, you know... Uh, one of the things I've enjoyed is watching the clients that I first uh, came into contact with years ago grow their businesses, purchase buildings and enter into you know interesting um, corporate transactions, and unfortunately, more recently sell their
0: businesses <laughs> and retire.
1: So uh, you know seeing that uh, that process over the years has been really, really, very rewarding. Mm-hmm.
0: So what's the intention of the show? Going forward, we're here at number ten. What do you see for this business law podcast moving forward?
2: So I'm going to replace Clay. <laughs> just, <yeah. laughs> do <we> do? <laughs> so, no, I don't know. I think just keep going with the topics that are interesting to us, that are we think are relative to our listeners. Things that like we have to keep putting ourselves in the position of people who aren't in the legal profession, who people who maybe aren't professionals, people who are starting first-time businesses and people who are maybe in the middle of a business that you know have basic questions or just want to know how things work, things that we need to talk about that are consistently going to be coming up.
1: And our listeners can help. If you've got a topic that you want us to cover, then please go ahead and, and email us. But some of the upcoming topics, I think uh, just in continuing with our theme of dealing with business startup and then going through its, uh, its life cycle, uh, one of the things we haven't really discussed is business banking. I think that's mm-hmm. going to be a, a, our next one, is getting that relationship with a, a business banker and uh, getting your business account going, maybe a line of credit, and how to fund some of these things you're going to need to do over the course of, of the business. Yeah.
0: As Sorry. business lawyers, we're coming out of a pandemic. Have you seen significant changes for employers or employees um, since the pandemic began?
2: I was going to say working remote is one of the biggest changes I've seen. And for so long, everybody had to go remote right away and just sort of figure it out. And I think now that things are sort of going back into normal or slowly rolling back into the norm, I don't think a lot of people are going to go back to how it was. A lot of people are going to stick to working remote. It sort of taught them a new way of getting things done. They've kind of become accustomed to a different lifestyle um, and realize that working remote is an option. So I think a lot of people are going to try to figure out how is this sustainable long term? Can we continue working remote? Is this something we can implement um, for the business that we're running? Like FH&P is huge. But I definitely think we have a lot of staff members that do want to continue working from home because it is efficient. We can go paperless. We can be on those devices that help us do everything from home.
1: For me, and maybe it's just coming from from the older person's perspective, (laughs) but I really like to get my team together in a boardroom and go through a file and assign tasks and get a plan together. And I found that difficult. Yeah. Uh, With this remote type of work?
2: The work morale, it's different. Like the office morale sort of goes out the window, right? Because we don't have everybody meeting up on a Friday to have sort of everybody sitting together and that kind of goes out the window. Or if we want to do like a solicitor's lunch, it's because we're bigger, we can't really fit all that in. Or if we are doing it, it's on a smaller scale and there's four of us compared to wanting everybody to come.
1: I think it's culture. I think the, the culture of businesses is going to change with remote work. Uh, people aren't together people aren't like you say socializing eating lunch together how is that going to affect uh, a firm culture you know as employers we try and provide a good place for our employees to work a fun place a safe place how's that gonna work with remote work Mm -hmm. and uh, I guess we will find out Mm -hmm.
0: can you see business law the law perspective change at all or morph because of people working from home or For employers or employees, is there any differences that you can see coming down the road that could potentially change the law?
1: Oh, of course. What is a workplace now? And Mm -hmm. uh, so there's going to be questions that will need to be answered uh, regarding, you know, what happens if somebody hurts themselves while working in their home Mm -hmm. office? And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, is WCB cover that? And so some of those issues uh, are going to need to be explored. Uh, Coming from your home office to work and getting involved in a car crash so there'll be i think an extension of the workplace yeah. for or sure.
2: remote signings how how is long-term virtual signings going to play in or is it going to be a continuous forever thing can we meet clients over the computer and sign you know purchases and mortgages wills and estates those are things that were implemented because of covid so how long is that order
1: going to be in place oh that's a good point yeah. that's really changed the way we've done business hasn't yeah, it? yeah
2: and it's been easier because i have clients that are in well <laughs> places i didn't even know existed like Houston, BC. Did you know we have a Houston in BC? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're absolutely right. And it's not just Houston, BC. I mean, it's all over the world. It's allowed yeah. us to uh, attend before us remotely oh, via a video yeah. Saudi conference. Saudi
2: Arabia. I had a client in Saudi Arabia. Saudi in Arabia. Qatar, yeah. And that might have been
1: very difficult for that person to find... A local notary there and oh now it's made it a lot it easier. it
2: complicates the process when we have to find depending on what the rules are mm-hmm. a local you know notary or a lawyer
1: yeah I, I think those rules they've got to they've got to continue mm-hmm. uh, they, it's just become so convenient yeah uh, now a lot of people still like to come in and see their lawyers especially in the business law context and I don't know about you but I find oh, yeah. with my clients and granted a lot of them are older Uh, they do (laughs) want to come in and see their lawyer and i encourage that because i can ask them about their business it uh, definitely provides some input
2: you definitely don't have the same connection i feel like over the phone as you are going to have with somebody sitting in front of you and you have that hour to talk and it's so much more comfortable i think especially for our older clientele um and i think it's just a different connection
1: well doing a purchase with a beeline mortgage or with all those extra (laughs) statutory declarations and documents for an older person is very difficult. Yeah. uh, So I think there's always going to be a role for face-to-face stuff. Oh yeah. So another thing that's changed because of the pandemic is court. So now a lot of court is done either by a telephone or by Microsoft Teams. Not only uh, the court work, but the examinations for discovery, a lot of those are done uh, via Zoom or, or a mode like that now too and that's become very convenient and certain proceedings uh, lend themselves to that type of uh, appearance so I expect that some of that is going to continue as well
0: going forward now that we've now passed show 10 we're moving on to double digits here guys can you see more guests coming in do you like the fact you mentioned a business banker coming in that would be great for one show Anything else? One of our last guests talked about the cyber law. I think that would be an interesting show as well. Can you have a guest in for that?
1: Oh, great idea. Absolutely. Let's do that for sure. So for many of of you, you'll be getting phishing emails or you'll be getting emails allegedly from somebody within your organization telling you to write a check to somebody Mm -hmm. and you know those we're all faced with those things nowadays, and so I think a cyber security insurance person will be a great guest. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, it's and it's something that's so prevalent right now for so many different firms, and there's firms that are being hacked. I think I feel like we mentioned this last time about firms that were held at ransom for money because and hack a hacker got into their um server so i think it's something that's super relevant and yeah we have i think what it used to be with people calling right service canada you're going to be arrested and now it's right. now i will get emails from clay saying hey when you get in the office i need you to do this for me please email me back and it's clay at FHP1112233law.ca.
0: <laughs> but it, nobody looks. Rarely do you look at somebody's email address. Oh, yeah. You just see who it comes from, and if you know them. Well, yeah.
1: well we are now, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So we've actually <laughs> yeah. got a security program in place where they test us. Yeah. And I actually failed one. They I, tested you. They t- well, they tested you, too. So, I didn't so fail that. <laughs> you, didn't, you weren't on the list. Oh. But they send things like uh, that look like a fax. And yeah, I got, th- oh, I got those. Oh, I got those. Yeah. Uh, from
2: different realtors it. in town, for example. So, right, so it's when right. it's even like it goes outside of your office. You're like, oh, well, maybe, you know, Sutton Realty is using this new system now. No, <laughs> absolutely fake.
1: <laughs> but you have to make those calls now. Yeah. So you'll get something in particularly from banks, I find. Uh, that use uh, their own systems. Is this legitimate, or if I click on this as my system? Do you actually legitimate?
2: call them? I just forward them to our IT department and I say, What is this?
1: <laughs> oh, they must love you down there. <laughs> <laughs> they just respond thank like, you for putting up open. with Tanvir <laughs> IT department. <laughs> my
2: computer keeps freezing.
1: <laughs>
0: and that's one of the things businesses have to face now because we talked about earlier they're working remotely people yeah. are working from remotely so you can't just go down to the it person no. that you share an office with or the person next door and say is this legitimate yes and no uh
1: mm. you know i when i have an it issue i call our it uh, person nathan and he says well let me just check and yeah. come." and all of a sudden he's in my computer so yeah it seems pretty seamless
0: Okay, so we're getting short on time, guys, but I have one question here from Susan who sent to podcast at fhplawyers.com. as an email question. She's been talking to a business about potentially purchasing it. She wants to know what are the next steps that she has to take in order to purchase this business.
1: Did she say what type of business this is?
0: No, she didn't specify, Tamir.
1: I think it's a great question because, of course, we've talked about in our show uh, how we put together a purchase agreement and uh, we'll work with the client and with the other lawyer in order to get an agreement together. But hey, how how do you get there? What are mm-hmm. the steps? And and I think that very often, the first thing that has to happen is, a, is an NDA or a non-disclosure agreement.
2: Yeah, assuming that in this case, Susan's speaking directly with the seller, and they may have come to some terms, they may have sort of the basics going on between each other, maybe they have a purchase price in mind, They Have a bit of a closing date in mind Um, maybe they have some conditions needs a mortgage whatever it is Um, usually what happens is that they'll at that point the purchaser or seller clients will come to us they'll sort of give us a breakdown of what's going on depending on the size and the type of transaction we may request a non-disclosure agreement from the other side which basically allows the parties to continue to negotiate, to continue to go back and forth to figure out the terms of their deal and not to be able to go disclose that to other people or potentially um, somebody else coming in with a backup offer and even like a letter of intent. We've talked about that previously on shows. That might be one of the next steps as well to put things down between them.
1: Yeah, so the non-disclosure agreement will allow, Susan will allow the vendor to feel have some comfort in sharing their financial information with you. And perhaps some clients, if you, you know, we don't know anything about the business and, and Tanvir's question about what the business was is, of course, apt, because if Susan is in a competing business, mm-hmm. then then the vendor is going to want some protection about yeah. uh, who their clients are and that. But Susan's going to want to know all that to know what the value of the business is and how it works. Yeah. And uh, you're absolutely right, Tanvir, that, you know, we, we often recommend at the next step to do a letter of intent uh, which just sets out the major terms. The letter of intent is a non-binding document that just sets out the purchase price and uh, some of the major terms so that the parties know they've got the major stuff sorted out before it comes to the lawyers and Mm -hmm. we we start filling
0: the file. Susan, thanks for your question. Guys, thanks for your answers. Thanks for your input for this one. This was fun. Thanks for letting me be involved.
2: No problem, Ryan. You definitely have a face for radio, so we just had to have you on
0: (laughs) I a dime for every time I heard that.
2: <laughs> and Clay also has <laughs> been blessed with a <laughs> Facebook I just to say, oh, thank
1: goodness she's picking on
0: Ryan and not me. <laughs> <laughs> Send your questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com. FHP Lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.